Hi, this is Thea Fiore Bloom, and I am the artist and journalist behind the Charm Studio blog. And today I wanted to give you a podcast version of a post I wrote called Van Gogh Probably Did Not Kill Himself. New research suggests that Vincent Van Gogh probably didn't take his own life, but few people know about it. In 2011, a pair of Harvard-trained Pulitzer Prize-winning art historians quietly published a giant book called Van Gogh, The Life. This doorstop of a book wasn't read cover to cover by a whole lot of people, yet, in my opinion, accomplished two things. It pretty much tossed the belief that Van Gogh committed suicide into the same pile where pronouncements like, the earth is flat, now rest. And number two, it got a whole pack of art historians clutching their pearls, especially those associated with the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. The book's authors busted several myths, but I just want to focus today here in this podcast about the two myths I believe impact and infirm, affirm creatives today. Myth number one is this, that Van Gogh was never recognized as a great artist. But the fact is that Van Gogh's star was actually on the rise at the time of his death. Believe it or not, Van Gogh could be considered to have been an, even on the verge of fame in the year he died, which was 1890. And Naife and Smith, the two uh, biographers that won the Pulitzer Prize for another biography that wrote the Van Gogh book, documented that in 1890, Van Gogh was apparently more healthy and optimistic than he had been in years. According to the authors, esteemed art critic Albert Aurier published a review declaring Van Gogh a genius while he was still alive. Van Gogh was aware that Aurier referred to him as, quote, an intense and fantastic colorist whose work was vigorous, exalted, brutal, and, quote, unbelievably dazzling, at once entirely realistic and almost supernatural. And that's just the first two paragraphs of like a two-page review. You can check it out in the book. So Van Gogh was definitely aware of being praised in media, as it were. So the Aurier Review prompted invitations for Van Gogh to show at galleries where his work most likely would have generated and garnered more praise and even sales. But it was, and apparently Van Gogh wasn't even that thrilled with that uh, because, as we'll get to in a minute, what really, we'll talk about in a minute, is what really did thrill Van Gogh. It wasn't just critics who admired Van Gogh. Van Gogh did not go unrecognized by fellow artists uh, either. Van Gogh was a revered source of inspiration for painter Edvard Munch, and he also was an artist that fiercely uh, had a, was a fiercely competitive painter and had a relationship with Paul Gauguin, and Gauguin considered Van Gogh his most worthy rival, probably, despite suffering debilitating bouts of mental illness that admittedly set Van Gogh apart from others. I truly believe, and I think it's proven that factually that the artist was more connected and admired than his myth would have us believe. Why do I think Van Gogh didn't end his life because of lack of sales? I'll tell you why. Because two Pulitzer Prize winning scholars cast great doubt that Van Gogh ended his life at all, period. So how did Van Gogh really die? So we get to the second myth is that Van Gogh absolutely committed suicide. The fact is that Van Gogh was most likely murdered. Forensic evidence now indicates that Van Gogh was shot from a distance in a field where he was painting. It may have been an accidental shooting, but it was a shooting nonetheless. And it's not good news for Van Gogh's family, and it's not good news for humanity, but it's the most accurate version of events that are available at this time. 
Van Gogh the Life's last chapter and long appendix lay out a convincing argument that it was a local Wild West loving teen bully and his pals who actually shot and killed Vincent Van Gogh. A bully who taunted Van Gogh verbally and physically since the eccentric genius's early days in Arles. Recently, a top ballistics expert has confirmed that Van Gogh's gunshot wound, as detailed in the extant records that they do still have, could not have been a result of a self-inflicted gunshot because of the nature of the wound. They can judge the proximity, right? So if you want more details about all the forensics, you can pop over to this link of this great 2014 article in Vanity Fair, which lays it all out, all the details and the link to other uh, articles. It's really fascinating. I, I don't understand why more people don't know about it yet. Um, it could be because the whole story doesn't fit in with the starving artist myth. But let's get back to if Van Gogh did commit suicide, why do we think he did? The chief originator and purveyor of the suicide narrative, according to the authors, was an artist and critic named Emile Bernard. The book documents Bernard's passion for writing gossip-filled dramatic letters. And in Van Gogh the Life, you can read these letters, and at least one of them apparently spread the story that Van Gogh took his own life. But the reason the suicide story is part of our consciousness today may have less to do with Emile Bernard and more to do with Kirk Douglas. In fact, you could blame it on Kirk Douglas. Well, Kirk Douglas, Anthony Quinn, novelist Irving Stone, and Oscar-winning director Vincent Minnelli, to be more exact. Publishers released Irving Stone's first novel, Lust for Life, about Van Gogh in 1934, and it became a runaway bestseller. But the thing is that Stone never pretended his novel was anything other than a work of absolute fiction based on Van Gogh's life. Hollywood transformed Stone's book into Technicolor in 1956, and then the suicide story, which Stone had included as a plot point in his book, his novel, not his biography, the suicide story was then set in the minds of the public like a bug in amber. Bernadette Murphy, author of Van Gogh's Ear, wrote, The book and later film, Lust for Life, have more than anything else shaped the public perception of Vincent Van Gogh. If you get a chance, Bernadette Murphy has that, that book is really interesting look at her theory about Gauguin and Van Gogh, and they had this terrible fight the night that Van Gogh supposedly cut off his ear, and Gauguin was known to be drunk that night and wielding a saber. So she points out a pretty good argument that it could have been um, Gauguin who severed Van Gogh's ear and not Van Gogh himself. So there's a lot of mystery still about Van Gogh to be proven and uncovered. Why it matters for artists that Van Gogh probably didn't kill himself. The busting of the myth that Van Gogh took his own life matters because he wasn't appreciated by buyers or critics is important for creatives for this reason. It affirms three things that we artists know that many non-artists don't. Number one, of course approval and sales are important, but they are not the real reason we got up to join the dance of art in the first place, right? Number two, actual artists like you and I also know that when we focus only on approval, when we focus only on sales and we focus on things like that, we're left so distanced from the source of creativity itself. We often have blocks. We often feel 
depressed. We often procrastinate, feel resistance, you know. So if it's all about sales, art doesn't work really for a long period of time usually. Uh, or it's certainly art and well-being don't go hand in hand then. The third reason is if we don't sell much of our work, we may feel discouraged, of course, but many of us, keep, we just keep making mounds of art anyway. You take my hero, Simon Rodia, for example, the lone creator of the Watts Towers, which soars 10 stories up in the air and he made for 33 years without any financial compensation or not a hell, whole of a lot, hell of a lot of approval because a lot of people wanted to tear those towers down. But why did he do it? Because of the love of it, because of the music that it made inside of him. So why do we carry on anyway? Because ultimately we make art also to soulfully explore our life, just like Rodia did, just like Van Gogh did. We make it to explore life, not to get a pat on the head from other people. So if massive approval and sales alone are not enough for most of us heart-centered artists, what is enough? Well, Van Gogh would answer this. As he said, quote, and then I have nature and I have art and I have poetry. And if that is not enough, what is enough? And he wrote that in a letter to his friend. I, I think that we should reclaim Van Gogh and reclaim him for ourselves as artists. I argue that the evidence that Van Gogh did not end his own life benefits artists because it offers artists an opportunity to reclaim Van Gogh for ourselves and to reclaim him not as a tragic victim of circumstance, nor as the current highest priced artist in history, but as a role model for the importance of making art you love, with love, even if no one ever writes about it or buys a stick of it. And that's it. I would love to know in the comments if Van Gogh has touched you in your life some way. And also, you know, my subscribers and readers are so smart. I would love to know what you think if do you believe that people have never heard this version of Vince because it wasn't popularized because the myth of the starving artist is something in, that's kind of imprinted indelibly in our minds and people don't want to touch it? Do you think the myth of the starving artist has anything to do with the fact that we don't know about this story? And um, I'd also, if you have ADHD or if you know anybody with ADHD, Van Gogh was thought to have ADHD. And if you want to learn more about the superpowers and the super problems of ADHD, uh, I did a really um, factual interview-based post called Artists in ADHD, Myths, Realities, True Stories, and Resources, which I will link to in the show notes. Uh, and you could pass it on to somebody or maybe it would help you yourself. Uh, thank you so much for listening and honoring me by spending your time and energy here at the Charm Studio. I really appreciate it. Stay confident in yourself. Make art even if no one gives you any uh, likes about it. Make art even if no one writes reviews about it. Make art even if people tell you you shouldn't be an artist because you, like Van Gogh, can make art for the sake of, of your own joy, your own creativity, your own soul exploration. And that's all that matters anyway in the end. Thank you for being here. Take care. Bye-bye.